Welcome to this edition of DBSA's Real Recovery Podcast. For more information, visit us on our website, www.dbsalliance.org. We've been there. We can help. This is DBSA's Real Recovery Podcast, and I am Keith Romero, your host. Today, our guest is Gloria Pope, Director of Advocacy and Public Policy for DBSA. Welcome, Gloria. Thank you, Keith, for inviting me. Gloria is going to be telling us today about uh, black box warnings and SSRIs, more commonly known as antidepressants. In the recent days, an advisory panel has recommended to the FDA that they extend black box warnings to individuals between the ages of 18 and 25. Gloria, can you explain for us just what a black box warning is? and what it means to people using antidepressants. A black box warning is literally what it says, a black box warning. Uh, many times when you get your medication, you get an insert or you get a piece of paper with all of the side effects on it from your pharmacist. In case of the antidepressants for those under the age of 18, there is a black box warning it makes the patient pay more attention to the side effects. It is a warning. And most of the medications don't have a black box on it. However, a couple years ago, it was decided by the FDA that children under the age, children or young people under the age of 18 needed to have a black box warning on the medication because studies showed that in some children and young people, there was thoughts of suicide when taking an antidepressant. Now, as the largest consumer advocacy organization dealing specifically with depression, I'm a little surprised that DBSA has taken um, a position on this advisory uh, panel's recommendation. For instance, why would DBSA be opposed to patients having more information rather than less? Well, let me preface what I'm saying and then also answer your concern. Uh, first of all, DBSA's primary concern is always protecting the safety of patients and having them receive the most information they can have on a medication or a treatment. Um, young adults and physicians and other healthcare providers always need to make informed decisions. So you mentioned getting less information. We certainly don't want them to get less information. We want them to get all the information that's out there. But what we don't want to do is to cause panic when there's no need to cause panic or to put a roadblock in front of someone that's going to stop them from getting medication or the help they really need. Well, you know, that raises another interesting question. If people don't seek treatment because they're afraid for whatever reasons of the warning, the increased risk of suicidal ideation, um, then aren't they at the same risk that they would be had they not listened to the warnings at all? First of all, a not lot, seeking treatment, right? Well, yes, a lot of people that are on antidepressants have thought about and committed suicide before going on the medication. The medication has actually helped them. Now, DBSA is certainly not saying medication is the only way to treatment because we believe in a three-pronged approach to treatment. 
which is peer support or support groups, talk therapy, and medication. It can be one of those. It can be a combination of those. But we know that there's a lot of people out there that need help. There are more than 43 million Americans or adults in their lifetime that's going to experience depression. And something that's very frightening is a statistic that came out not too long ago from the World Health Organization that projects that depression will be the second leading cause of disability for all ages and for both sexes in the whole world by the year 2020. That is indeed alarm for concern. And so, I'd like to get this straight. DBSA is opposed to black box warnings as advised by the advisory panel to the FDA in this instance. And you were for the warnings for children. That might be confusing some of our listeners. Children don't make their own decisions. And the studies were more definitive than they are now. There needs to be a lot more research on this issue before this action is taken. Uh, it will be more detrimental than to do good with this age group. Um, certainly, we don't want to see anyone have any harm come to them. But I'd also like to say that a lot of people don't understand that depression is a life-threatening illness. More than 33,000 suicides are committed each year and we know that over 90% of those are people with a major depressive order. So medication or the other types of treatment I mentioned are vitally important. Treatment is important and we don't need to do anything to cause folks not to get the treatment they need. So there's still time here. There's still time to have some influence on the FDA in this matter. What can people do? People can contact their legislators, and first they need to remember, you are important to your legislator. You are a voter. You are a voter in, your, in a district, and when we do a letter for folks, we always say that in the beginning, I am a voter in your district. You need to write your legislators a letter asking them to intervene with the FDA not to do this black box warning. There's a really easy way to do it. Keith, can I tell them how to do this? Uh, sure, please do. Um, I ask you to go to the DBSA website, dbsalliance.org. That's dbsalliance.org. You will see there a Take Action button. If you click on that button, it's going to say Contact Your Legislator. You can hit that button or one that says Legislative Action Center, which is a little bit harder to remember. Once you go to the center, Let's say you don't know who your legislators are, and a lot of people don't. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. You enter your zip code, and pictures of your legislators will come up on the screen as well as all of their information, their sponsorship of bills, as well as even who gives them campaign contributions. You enter your contact information. A letter will come up on this issue. You can edit it. You can send it as is. You can add your personal story, and with a click of the mouse, your email is off. It takes about seven minutes. Oh, that's pretty powerful. Now, I'm curious, have other organizations taken a similar position to DBSA? There's other, about 14 other nonprofit mental health advocacy and medical organizations that have signed on to letters asking the FDA to reconsider. But I really think, and I'm proud of this, that we are one of the ones that strongly said we really oppose this. 
And also the American Psychiatric Association was very strong in saying they oppose it. But we also have signed on with these other coalitions also in saying there needs to be more study of the issue. Again, I'd like to go back and just talk about um, the advocacy efforts being done by DBSA um, and some of the other features that our listeners might be able to find at the Legislative Action Center on DBSA's website. This is the easiest thing to use. I'm not the most technical savvy person and I think it's a whiz. The front page is going to come up with the issue on it, the one that's the hot issue of the day, which this one's going to be the FDA. But then you're going to see a lot of links and one is the guide to Congress. So let's say you don't know who your legislators are, you put your zip code in, as I mentioned, pulls up your legislator, and you send the letters. But let's say you want to have 10 friends send a letter as well. All you do is enter their email addresses. We have already created a note from you to your friends saying that this issue is very important to you and why. And again, you can always edit. You click the mouse and it goes to 10 friends because we need momentum. We don't just need the people that are listening today. We need your family and your friends and your loved ones. And then they need to contact their family, friends, and loved ones so that momentum is increasing. There's also another amazing feature to me, and when I get it on my email, I, I always just say, wow, it's called Megavote. You sign up for Megavote, and what's going to happen is you're going to get an email about every four weeks with your legislator. It's going to pull up all of the legislation that DBSA endorses, and it's going to show you whether this legislator has voted yes or no. So you'll see yes, no, or no, yes. And then what's really amazing is another button right next to the issue that says send message now. So when you're feeling really excited and strong on a topic, you can right then send a message to your legislator on that issue. That's, just, that's very, very powerful. Uh, Gloria, this has been very enlightening. I'm sure that uh, people know a lot more about this issue and DBSA's position um, now that you've explained it for us. In closing, is there anything else you'd like to add? Two things. One is, if this is new to you, advocacy, I invite you to go again to the website, dbsalliance.org. There's an advocacy center. This is for people that are new to advocacy. It's going to take you through what it means to be an advocate and how easy it is to do it. Secondly, I just want to tell everyone out there never to get discouraged, that it can take as little as 10 letters to change a legislator's mind. You know, it's time that legislators listen to their constituents on important mental health issues, and I think this is certainly a good place to start. Gloria Pope, thank you very much for your time. This has been DBSA's Real Recovery Podcast. This has been a production of the Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance. For more information, go to www.dbsalliance.org or call 1-800-826-3632. We've been there. We can help.